G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Neil Anderson once said, if what you believe does not reflect truth, then what you feel does not reflect reality. For example, if you believe you're a sinner, you will feel guilt. The truth is, though, you are not a sinner. If you're a child of God, you're a saint. You're the righteousness of God. Therefore, your sin consciousness is not reality. Again, if you see yourself as rejected, you will feel shame. But your belief of rejection is not in accordance with truth. The truth is you are accepted. Therefore, your feelings of shame are not based on reality. And if you believe that you're a victim of your circumstances, you will experience the feelings of injustice and resentment. The truth is you are not a victim, but a victor. God has caused you to triumph in all things. We live from the outflow of that which is in our hearts. God wants us to transform our hearts through the renewing of our mind. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. Phil here. With me is author and teacher Ken Legg. And throughout this week, we've been looking at guarding your heart. And Ken yesterday shared with us uh, an illustration that showed that we operate out of the storehouse of what is in our heart, showing us that our behaviour really is just the outflow of that that's in there, in our heart. Now, Ken, can you comment a little bit more about that whole concept of uh, life happening from the inside out? Yeah, take um, sickness and healing and health, you know, that whole area. They also work from the inside out. Now, some medical practitioners suggest that 70% of sickness is actually psychosomatic. That is, the state of the mind influences the health of the body. 70%. 70%. Now, we are then a psychosomatic whole. You can't separate us, you know, in that sense and departmentalize us. It's a medical fact that people who experience sustained negative emotions will also go on to experience physical problems, or they may do, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a large percentage of times. So negative emotions and out-of-control thinking can cause stress to take its toll on our bodies. So what starts in the mind can end in harmful consequences, if you like, to the body. For example, ulcers can be caused by worry, Mm -hmm, colitis by resentment, heart attacks by anger, brought on by anger and so on. So if you put it simply, it's not what you eat that's killing you, but what's eating you. It could be a good title for a book. I have to think about that, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, you have written a book with that very title. Yeah, never one to miss an opportunity. (laughs) So psychosomatic sickness is just an internal warning that in some way, our lives are out of sync. Now, medical research in this area is simply concurring, actually, with what the Bible has taught for thousands of years. That's why I love the book of Proverbs. You know, it's full of this sort of thing. Um, In Proverbs 14 and verse 30, for example, it says, A sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. Mm -hmm. Let me quote to you from another Australian Christian author, uh, Greg Bedell. He says this, and I quote, The human brain has the capacity to produce between 3,000 and 3,500 chemicals, hormones, and endorphins. Some of these produce healing for the body, whereas others cause the body to deteriorate. So the way you think determines what chemicals and hormones the mind produces. 
For example, love and joy build up the immune system. The moment we move into a mode of negative thinking, the immune system automatically plummets, leaving the body vulnerable to attack. Isn't that interesting? That's really, really interesting. Give us some examples of, uh, of how toxic thinking uh, can lead to possible sickness. You've got some practical stuff there? Yeah, okay. Well, we know, for example, in times of fear and panic, the adrenal gland releases extra adrenaline into the bloodstream to give us that superhuman strength to cope with the emergency. But whilst adrenaline aids us in the midst of sudden danger, the continuous release of adrenaline over a sustained, sustained period of time can cause a chemical imbalance in the bloodstream resulting in weakness or, or even sickness. Mm. Um, another one that they, uh, they've come across recently is that anger might secrete a toxin on the tongue, which when mixed with saliva and swallow will ultimately cause illness. Wow, isn't that interesting? <laughs> it is for many of us, I think. Um, stress can cause the arteries to contract, res- restricting the flow of blood to the heart, causing, of course, a variety of you know physical complications. Yeah. Now, coming back to the book of Proverbs, Phil, Proverbs 14 verse 30 says, A sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. Or or here's another one, Proverbs 12, 25. Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. Mm. I love it how the Bible you know, has been there for thousands of years, but now medical science is able to look at some of these things, the release of toxins and so on when we get angry and other things. And it just shows that it is right. All along it has been right. And, of course, you know, when we talk about the, the physical consequences of living out of our hearts, it can also be a positive thing. It's not all, uh, all negatives. Yep. Uh, you know, if we're uh, happy, it's like a tonic to the body. Um, that was a storyline of, of the movie Patch Adams. You might remember that one. That's right. And, again, the Bible says that. Book of Proverbs, again, a merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bone. So there are these happy hormones called endorphins. Now, you know, me being a Bible teacher, I, I love to get into meanings of words and so on. And uh, the word endorphins is made up of two different words. Endo, which is a shortened form of endogenous, which means sourced from within. Mm-hmm. And orphine, which of course is a shortened form of morphine. Uh, so endorphins are produced by positive emotions, such as love and laughter and also other things that we enjoy doing, like physical exercise. Yep. And they have a positive effect on the body. For instance, assisting with pain reduction and generally giving a sense of well-being. So the verses in Proverbs uh, chapter 4, you know, we started with that verse, you know, keep your heart with all diligence because out of it flow the issues of life. Now, the verse is just before that. Let me read those to you, Phil. It says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. In other words, when truth, if you like, is established in the midst of the heart, our inner being will dispense health and well-being to every part of our lives. Mm, It's pretty clear, really, isn't it, that out of our hearts flow all of the issues of life. Yeah, you know, we've we've seen that with regard to behavior. We've also seen it now in regard to health and healing. But it's not only true in the natural life, but also in the spiritual life. I think, again, failure to understand that life works from the inside out has led many Christians on a quest for more power, which they seem to think they can access externally. You know, I've got to go go somewhere and get something. Yep. It might be an order call. You know, if I go out the front, I'll get something that I don't actually have. Or or it might be a power encounter or 
impartation from other Christians. And, you know, some people have even traveled to other countries around the world thinking that there's some power over there that they can get into their lives and, and bring back with them. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says actually that his divine power has already given to us all things. And his divine the, power is right here. With right our, there within with us, us yeah. exactly. His divine power has given us all things we need for life and godliness. So everything we need to live a godly life, a successful life, a powerful life has already been given to us. Now, this power, Phil, is not imparted to us from the outside, but it's sourced from within. And I think we've got to get a hold of that. Paul, when he was writing to the Ephesians, he said this, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, and this is what he said, according to the power that works within us. We need to get a hold of that. According to the power that works within us. So just to be clear here, Ken, you're not saying that you know the power is ours, that is within us already, yeah. that that you know somehow we conjure it up. It's it's the power of God that is working within us. Yeah. Now Paul said that what I just quoted in chapter three. In chapter one, he had already said that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. But but if you look at the context in which he said that, it's actually a prayer. He's praying for the Ephesians and, of course, the greater body of Christ that God would give to us a spirit of enlightenment, that our eyes would be opened, that we might understand this power that is already within us because our whole life flows out of this spiritual life that is being deposited in our hearts. And when we understand the resources that we have in Christ, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, we're going to live our lives differently. practical discussion on guarding our hearts and we'll have more for you same time tomorrow. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book What's Eating You, which features topics from today's message, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au That's vision.org.au